We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. You're listening to the Woman to Woman Show with myself, Roshni Clare, on Community Radio, KilkennyCity.ie. tuned and listening to the Woman to Woman show with myself, Roshini Cleric. And it's really coming to that time. It's the end of July. And before I start anything, I would just like to wish my son, who I know is not listening to me, but I'll wish him a happy birthday, 24th birthday for tomorrow. And uh, as they say, they're still our babies and remember their, day, their birthday no matter what age they are. Um... Since last week, it's been a different, hectic week with different weather and everything else and everybody getting back to the normal of, of trying to get back to the new normal or whatever normal is. And on today's show, we have a nice lineup for you today. We, a little later on, we'll be, I'll be introducing you to Pastor Esther Bohorin. And uh, many of you might know Hester. Uh, Esther is the, no, also known for the, uh, uh, library police up in IT Carlo. I was going to say military police there. She is the library police up in IT Carlo, and Esther is also a minister and a pastor within her church. So we'll be talking to Esther about her her work within the ministry and what God means to her, and it's a lovely story. But before that, we'll talk. We'll talk so we'll talk about all health and well-being and spirituality. But now we're also talking about health. And on the line now, um, I have Katrina Remrick, Kate O'Connell and John Whelan, who is a tutor, and they're all connected with the Living Well Project uh, program. Many of our listeners might remember that I was um, talking to Katrina and Kate earlier in the year before COVID-19 sort of stepped in about the Living Well Project, which the HSC and Slauncher Care are running out. And on the line now to remind us what the Living Well Program is and who's entitled to it and to tell us more about it because they're relaunching the Living Well uh, Program, even if it's via Zoom and the way it is now. So on the line now to tell us all about it is Kate O'Connor Katrina Remick and John Wheeling. Kate and uh, uh, Kate and Ka- Katrina and John, you're very welcome to the Woman to Woman Show. Hi, Roisin, how are you? Great, I'm good. Uh, Katrina, you, you were on earlier in the year and uh, we were talking about the Living Well Project, but like everything else during COVID, it got p- pushed to one side and nobody could do anything. But you have a solution to that problem because now you are taking it online. Yeah, so we are. So we've done a good bit of work during lockdown to get the programme back up and going. Um, so where it was face-to-face, we have now done a lot of training to get it up online so we can still support people and get people on the Living Well programme. I wonder, just before we get go, go into it, I wonder, Kate, if you could just remind our listeners what the Living Well programme is and who it's for. Of course, Roisin. Thank you very much. Um, Living Well is a free group self-management programme for adults with long-term health conditions. Um, the program supports people to develop skills which help them to live well with their long-term health conditions. And then like uh, long-term health conditions, it can be from asthma to COPD. It could be from anybody who has um, an illness like that, isn't it? Exactly. A long-term health condition is one which can be treated and managed but usually not cured. 
Um, and yet, uh, examples, COPD, asthma, diabetes, heart conditions, stroke, multiple cirrhosis, arthritis, cancer, Crohn's disease, chronic pain, depression, um, but many others. Um, in fact, we know that 65% of people over 65 years have more than one long-term health condition. So an awful lot of our listeners here, will this will pertain to them. And John is also on the line. You're very welcome, John, to the Woman to Woman program. You are a tutor, but you were also, to begin with, before you became a tutor on the Living Well program, you were actually a participant. Tell us about that. This is correct. About 10 years ago, I was diagnosed as having uh, type 2 diabetes, uh, which in itself was a shock to me um, because I wasn't expecting it. And it had some life-changing um, aspects to it. But then three years ago, I was diagnosed as having heart failure, particularly cardiomyopathy, um, which is definitely life-changing, I can tell you that. And so, so yes, yeah, sorry. And that had life-changing effects for me. There's lots of things I had to change uh, in the way I do things and, and why, how I live my life. But then I came across the Living Well uh, program uh, late last year and decided to join in and take part in the six sessions and I found that very very beneficial very beneficial I learned so much from it uh, in terms of living my life managing my two chronic illnesses as best I could and uh, things improved for me mentally and physically to a degree and now you are a tutor on the Living Well program. So how do you find the transition from being a, uh, a participant then to a tutor? Tell us, as a tutor, how, um, how does that change your life and in, in, in promoting the Living Well um, program and, and also in that, in a change in perception in empowering other people to live uh, positively through a long-term illness? I mean, having done the course and seen the benefits for myself, I said, okay, I know, you know there are people out there with chronic illnesses who may be going through what I went through for the last 10 and, and three years. And I know uh, it's not easy to, to live with a, with a chronic illness. So I thought that having done it, having done the, done the six sessions, seen the benefits of it, I thought then it would be a good idea to get involved and be able to deliver the, the programs myself to other people. So in order to that, I went, and, I, went, I went and got trained, so I became a trained facilitator in how to deliver the program properly. And I look forward to starting delivering the program. Yes. And so that really has, it's really probably giving you a new perspective on, one, your illness, because, and then it's empowering other people. So it's, it's, it's a really good um, win-win situation, isn't it, when you have that, all that in information uh, from the Living yes, Well program. It, yes. Um, and it's more than just having the information because I have a day-to-day experience of living with a chronic illness. It becomes uh, much more easier for me then to impart what I've learned to other people who, who, are, who are in an early stage of it. So it, that, that is a, a good part of using a person, a, you know, a patient, a person suffering with a chronic illness to actually be, be able to deliver the program. Great idea. And Kate, if I can come to you, what is, because the Living Well program is all about self-management, isn't it? And self-management and support. Can you just tell our listeners and for anybody who might be interested on uh, booking on a Living Well program is, what is self-management and the self-management support? Yeah, thank you, Roisin. Um, 
management is what a person does every day to manage their long-term health condition. So if you're living with a long-term health condition, it's quite likely, for example, that you may have to take medications. Um, you may have to rem- remember to take them. You may have to um, change exercise habits, perhaps try and change your dietary habits. Um, other things, for example, John um, with diabetes may check his blood sugar. Um, he may respond or change his medications because of his blood sugar. Um, with heart failure, quite often you may check your weight. And again, if the weight is going up, then it's noticing this and getting in contact with your nurse or your doctor and saying my, my weight is getting going up to so the changes in your medication. It's, it's what people are doing. Self-management is what people, every person who's living with a long-term health condition has to do every day on top of everything else that they're doing. And really what self-management support is, is, is providing support and education um, for people to self-manage. Yes, and also the, the programme also helps people living with the negative emotions of a long-term illness and that doesn't mean like necessarily depression it could be just you might have low days or you know down days because you can't do the things that you actively would love to do if um, if you didn't have the long-term illness yes most definitely i think that's really a big thing with living well that it has been shown to reduce feelings of depression and anxiety because um the thing about a long-term health condition is by its very nature it's long-term so it's not like a broken arm where you have to deal with inconvenience of a broken arm for maybe a maximum of three or six months a long-term health condition is there year after year and it follows people through life whether it um, be through the menopause for women or through retirement and with it brings different changes so people might be managing quite well at one point in their life but then either the condition worsens, worsens or their, their condition or their life changes in some way and then their condition becomes an issue. And I think what Living Well does is, is actually addresses the fact that, um, you know, things like anxiety and depression and frustration and anger and lots of different feelings come up with having a long-term health condition. And also the programme covers uh, how, to set, set, how to set goals and make life changes to your life and plans uh, to achieve these goals. So it helps you set uh, a, um, a strategy to set these goals, doesn't it? Yeah, that's, that's really important because I think we always think that we need more information. But sometimes people have a lot of information that they know what they should do. But knowing what you should do and being actually able to turn that into a goal that's meaningful to you and into an action plan um, is is the difference between knowing that I should exercise and actually going out and doing, say, three 20-minute walks in the week. Uh, And actually that happening week after week is the difference between knowing something and actually actioning it. Katrina, who's with us as well, is, is the coordinator of the Living Well Programme, so she'll be able to tell you a little bit more about that. Yes. What, yeah. Ka- Katrina, what is the Living Well Programme and who is it for? So the Living Well Programme, as we said, is for anybody with a long-term health condition. And I can't give the definition of a long-term health condition. And anybody, we also accept carers, somebody who is caring for somebody with a long-term health condition, can also benefit from this course. Um, it's it, the benefit is that it it enhances people's self belief and it proves their health behaviours. 
um, social engagement is also a big part of somebody who is suffering with long-term health condition. Um, everybody feels that they're quite isolated in their long-term health conditions, but um, most people's uh, symptoms are actually quite alike, and that's not down to just the... Everybody with COPD have the same symptoms. Somebody with COPD and somebody with chronic pain could have the exact same fatigue, uh, pain, tiredness, and the same uh, symptoms. So the benefit is that you meet other people that are in the same boat as you, and you learn off each other, also the tutors and facilitators, that how to cope with your changes in your life and how to better make your life um through your condition that you can achieve your goals so if you were set that you have to do certain exercise for your condition and you felt that you just weren't able well, well the Living Well program will then start on um, helping you get that action going in an achievable way and in a way that you want to do the exercise and um, that you end up achieving it instead of saying no you can't actually do it um, there is ways around and so making plans and the action plans is a big part of the Living Well programme and that's with the help of your peers who, who are also in the same situations and who, have, who also have uh, solutions to some of the situations that people find themselves in. Catriona, you know, what does the Living Well programme involve and how long does it last for? So it runs for six weeks and um, it's one workshop each week that lasts for two and a half hours. So if you're booking in on, say, Monday, for example, you will do it every Monday at 10 a.m. for two and a half hours for the six weeks. And it will go through the different, um, as we call it, a toolkit. So it will go through the different... um, Oh, the different things that you need to get through living well, um, the tools that you need to help with your condition. And that would go on for the six sessions for two and a half hours. And we usually do deliver it in the classroom setting, but because of COVID, we are now online. So it's still very like a classroom setting, but just a virtual classroom setting. Um, you will be in a, in a workshop with people with multiple health conditions. Um, nobody... It's not all just one health condition. It'll be a multiple of health conditions uh, that will be on the course. And your facilitator, usually one of them, would have a long-term health condition, uh, at the very least, if not both of them. Um, So there's a lot of expertise in the room with with everybody um, to help share your experiences. And there's an awful lot of support for everybody in the room as well and on the course. And so what is covered in each week of the course? So what's covered uh, is so we, we usually go through using your mind to manage your symptoms. Um, we have fatigue and getting a good night's sleep, introduction to action planning. So as we spoke on before, you know, getting people to do action plans every week, uh, whether it's exercise, whether it's healthy eating, whether it's something they really want to do, like start reading a book. It's just to get them into the routine of making action plans and seeing how achievable an action plan is. Uh, we go through dealing with difficult emotions, which everybody knows that when you're living with a long-term health condition, um, you often have days where difficult emotions um, can be quite overpowering. We have physical activity. We go through physical activity and exercise and preventing falls. We also run through decision-making. So if you, if you have a di- big decision coming up, how you can go through a deci- decision-making process to help you uh, feel that you've made the right decision. Um, for your health uh, and and your future. We go through pain management and healthy eating. We go through better breathing, which can also help with your pain. 
we go to reading food labels so people um, are able to read food labels so they know how to healthy eat and uh, food labels can be quite complicated so we do a good section on food labels they go also go to communication skills where um, we go to you know how to communicate with your healthcare professional and and your peers and, and even your family that you know if they, you don't need to keep it to yourself if you are having a bad day just explain to them look I'm not going out today because I'm just not feeling up to it and and if they're willing if they want to help like you, you accept the help medication management we go through positive thinking so instead of um, you know, feeling that you can't do something, we 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 try get into it, uh, flip it onto a positive. Well, how can we do it? Um, dealing with low mood and and feelings of depression, and uh, we go through making informed treatment decisions and planning for your future. You know, it sounds really. It just sounds to me like, gosh, I want to go on it. Do you know that way? Yeah. It's it's just it's it's a really amazing program. And John, you know, what was it like for you to participate on the Living Well program? Well, I I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed going to you know talking to the trainers, the facilitators that were there, talking to other other patients. And what I found was that for the, the Coping skills I needed to cope with that. Hello? Hello? Uh, yeah, you're there. Sorry, I thought we lost you, John. Sorry. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I thought we lost you there. Sorry, we lost you there for a couple of minutes. So you found it very, very insightful and really helpful on to participate on the programme? I did, because I found that the coping skills I needed for having diabetes was exactly the same coping skills I needed to deal with heart failure. Although all chronic illnesses have the, much the same sort of difficulty for people to cope with them. And, those, and given those skills, which, which the Living Well problem does, that helps cope with the illnesses that you have. Very, much better than, than, than we did before. And that's why I found it very, very positive. I cope with the, I cope with the illnesses I have better than I was doing before. And if I can share that with other people, uh, and have them cope with their illnesses better than that's a positive. And even listening to you and, and what you're saying, it, it's empowering me. I've asked myself, so it's empowering me. Well, you know, other people have asked me, and everybody has the same, you know, we have the same uh, maybe symptoms and put different experiences where we all can help one another. Yes, that, 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 that's great. So then, John, so it, it, you also trained then to be a living well facilitator. Tell us more about that. The training went through uh, the process of actually uh, repeated the process of actually the, the class sessions, and then looking for aspects of when you're delivering it, particular key messages such as you know if some people weren't picking up um, the particular aspect or the particular skill that you're looking to deliver, you can explore it out further with them. So the train the, the training enabled me then to actually help other people deal with their deal with their their coping skills and develop those. So it's it, it, the training I got is is more to look and look at people who look at look at people who have a condition and then see how well they're coping and then help them um, to to develop those. And that's what the training was for. Sounds, training for me yeah. training me to help other people cope better. It's not, it's not really empowering, though, isn't it? Especially when you have some... 
the, the tutors have actually the uh, a long-term health condition themselves that is really empowering and inspiring and it motivates other people to say gosh you know i can improve my life in many different ways and i can yeah. set strategies that, that, that's correct i mean for a person who has a, an illness if they're talking to a, a person who doesn't have an illness then the person doesn't have any experience of, of knowing what a patient is going through so now you have a, a facilitator who has an illness and in my case of two, um, I've been trained to actually deliver that. So people, people can relate to me much, much better. So when I say things, they can see it. They can see, the, see how I'm coping with it. They can see my life improved. So therefore, they are empowered to, to improve theirs. Well, I just think that's amazing, John. You know that you know you're turning a long-term life uh, health condition into the positive and empowering and helping other people. I just think that is so inspiring. Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying it. So, <laughs> so Catriona, uh, you know, when is the next Living Well uh, programs, and what dates will they be? Um, compete if people are listening and they would like to go on a Living Well program, what dates are coming up in the future? So we have programs starting actually in two weeks. So we're going to start our next batch of programs. So these are our first online programs. And they're going to start the 10th of August. And we have a variety of days of the week and times and morning times, evening times and Saturdays even, just, you know, to suit everybody. So there should be a time that's available for everybody. Um, it, we have five programs starting through August and September. But we will have programs running out throughout the year. Um, of 2020 and into the start of 2021. Um, if anybody is interested or, or just wants more information on any of the projects, uh, programs, we do have a, a, a website. It's www.hse.ie slash livingwell. But we also have, you can contact myself, Katrina, on 087-293-9880. So that's 087-293-9881. Or you can also email us on supports at hse.ie. So that you can get in contact with us any of those ways and we can give you the program date and give you more information on the program. And also, Katriona and Kate and John, I have uh, downloaded and printed off a copy of your um, brochure and it's, we have it already printed and we have it up on the reception area of Community Radio. So if anybody would like to even didn't catch that, contact Anne here or Kevin or Laura and um, or Eileen and they'll, they'll pass on the information to you. But we have the, the brochures up in the, um, in the reception area. Brilliant. Thanks, Mia, for that, Roshan. So, Roshan, that's brilliant. And just to say, just before we finish, if there's anybody out there who maybe feels that they don't have the confidence to go online, that anybody who has any interest, and if they make contact with us, that we, we are well ready and able to give them support um, in getting online, um, whether that be giving them confidence or even um, we're looking, hopefully, in September that we will have some devices to be able to loan out to people 
so that if somebody doesn't have a smartphone or a tablet or a computer, that they will get a loan of one for the six weeks of the programme. So please don't let any, if you're interested in the programme, do make contact. And that is amazing. And that's what's so powerful. But you also, you were telling me, you also have technical support. Um, where people goes on and, and logs on uh, online on Zoom, there's, there's somebody on there online there and helping you with technical support as well. Isn't that correct? Yeah, so we provide one-to-ones with anybody that does need support and doesn't know the the online portal that well. We'll go through before the course starts uh, a one-to-one session with them to get them up and going and that they're comfortable with with it and um, that they know what to do. And we're also, there's tech support available every day of the course. So if you're having any problems, you will have a tech support number that you will just give that person a call and they will speak you through the process. I just think this is an amazing course uh, in many, many different ways. And I just think if anybody's listening here, it doesn't matter if you're not technical savvy, that you will provide that support. Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. Will you keep us uh, here on the Woman to Woman show and at Community Radio uh, any updates of any information that you want to get out there? Because this, is a re- this will really change people's lives going on this course. Well, thank you so much, uh, Katriona and Kate and John. Uh, Maybe we'll get to hear from you all again in the near future. And as well, keep us up to date. And if anybody's listening, if you want to go on the course, that will really change your life. If you have a long-term health condition, the Living Well program is definitely for you. And you will get all the support that you need, even technical support, as well as all the skills uh, uh, that you need to empower your life. Brilliant. Thank you, Roshin. Thanks well, for all the support. Thank ladies, you. ladies and gentlemen, well, thank Roshin. you so thank much. You. John, lovely to meet you via phone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have a lovely evening, ladies and gentlemen. You too, Roshin. Bye. Thank you, Roshin. Bye. Bye. Well, that was the Living Well program. And if anybody is out there listening, please do reach out if you have any long-term life condition and you feel like you know you you can really really improve the your lifestyle and everything else on this living well uh, program and also the technical skills do get in touch with Katrina or Kate and here even here at Community Radio we have the brochures and we can put you through in contact with um, the living well ladies and the project we're going to go for a commercial break and then after this yesterday I had the pleasure of sitting down with Pastor Esther Brom Many people will know Esther from the library police in IT Carlo and uh, how she helps everybody. And uh, everybody's in, she's not just a pastor and the library police, she really does help people within the IT Carlo as well. So do stay tuned for that. And she's coming up after the break. You're listening to the Woman to Woman Show with Roshini Cleric. You can call us on 056 77 We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Pastor Esther Blang, you're very welcome to the Woman to Woman show here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Esther, many of our listeners who study either full-time or part-time students in IT Carlo may know you very well as the library police in the library. Esther, so you're very welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Roshin. Oh, you're more than welcome. And as I said, a lot of people will know you, Esther. You're not just the library police, but you're also the the counsellor, the uh, unofficial counsellor in the IT library. Because when anybody, you see anybody with their hands in their head going, where do I start? Where do I begin? Or 
I'm having a really bad day in the library, you know, and you instinctively just go over to them. Yes. You're like the mommy in the library. Oh, my God. Thanks. But at the same time, you have the discipline of, shh, yeah. quiet, people are studying. Yeah. And have respect for the library. Yes. So many people who, who, who have been studying um, in the library, even I, Samantha Rawson, uh, who comes on after me, she is studying up there. So she might have met you as well. Oh, she, she might have, yeah. So Esther, you, um, you hail originally from Wari in Nigeria, where I spent many of her childhood while my father worked for the oil companies over there. And then you moved to England and then you relocated them to Ireland in year 2000, which was a year, you came here a year before me, I came down to Kilkenny in 2001. Right. And uh, you are also, you're studying for your PhD, Esther. What are you studying your PhD on? In th I'm studying my PhD in uh, and doing a research in theology and sociology. And you're also, which I find very interesting, Esther, you're also a pastor. Yes, I am. So tell me about your your role what as a pastor and what inspired you to be, to enter the vocation of a pastor. And uh, the word inspire would uh, been for me uh, a calling. So I was inspired by the calling, uh, instinctively recognizing that God does something special about uh, my faith walk, which was exceptional. And I knew uh, by discernment that um, I'd been called to do this. Like anybody like, going into the convent, becoming oh, yes, a nun yes. or the priesthood. Yes. Well, Esther, I was, uh, nobody knows this, I was accepted into the convent when I was 19, 20, oh in God. Sligo, the Mumford Sisters in Sligo, yeah. Right. So it's a calling, it's like anybody else would know, it's a calling yes. as a vocation. Yes, and you recognise a calling, Roshin, when you have a, a passion for something. So when you talk about a calling, uh, people would say a calling to maybe a doctor, maybe calling to you even having the passion to do what you're doing at the moment. So a calling is something that you recognize that you're passionate about and it's something that brings you joy uh, personally and also more importantly to other people. So you, you have very strong faith and you teach and you facilitate in bringing out that faith in other people. That's exactly what I do uh, by talking to people about faith and um, seeing, pe uh, being able to see people um, come out of problems or situations that might be otherwise difficult uh, for them to be able to um, understand, uh, maybe emotionally or otherwise. And so for me, talking to people in such situations about faith and then bringing them to the understanding that they can overcome that problem or situation uh, uh, from, you know, talking to them about uh, even incidents in the Bible or uh, a, a scripture, and then makes in a way that makes sense to them and applicable to their situation. For me, that's uh, how I understand faith, uh, being able to help other people come to terms with whatever that they have to deal with and to be able to overcome that through uh, faith 
which means uh, uh, again trusting God trusting and trusting in, God, in themselves and trusting in themselves. So, in other words, building uh, building uh, people up through faith. And understanding to face that if we trust in God, we trust ourselves. Oh yes, the, it, it, faith has a way of building people up. Not necessarily, um, you know, we have uh, through um, other means, say maybe therapy, uh, and that's all good. But with the faith uh, talk or inspiring people through faith would be uh, maybe what. In modern terms, or in 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 this day and age, people would describe as coming to terms with uh, one's spirituality or one's inner self. So uh, I think faith has a way of bringing out the inner strength in you, and often people don't recognize this. So I like that's that. what I yeah. Faith, say that again. Faith, faith has a a way of bringing out the inner strength in you. I like that. Yes. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna steal that one from you. I like that one. That's good. I'm delighted you do. Esther, when did you become a pastor? I started pastoring. I'd been uh, a minister, which means I'd been uh, allowed in the church to 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 speak to people, to talk to people. So, which means. I've been allowed, I've been talking to people or ministering in the church, what you call ministry, uh, uh, on the pulpit in front of a congregation uh, maybe since 2001. But I actually was um, ordained as a pastor in 2010, which means I go from uh, working under somebody, ministering in the congregation as an assistant uh, from actually leading the folk uh, at the flock myself so for three years i had a, a small church that i actually um would would teach and uh talk Spread the message of god yes yes that is so cool and so what does your faith mean to you esther faith to me rasheen would be Again, I'll have to go back to the thing about inner strength. Because when you when you recognize, when you come to the place, and often many people haven't, and hence the need to talk to people about faith, I think when you've come to that place yourself, you understand the strength from within. And that strength allows you, especially we're living in what many have called um, strange times, difficult times, peculiar, and all sorts of things. When you have faith and you have discovered the strength from within, uh, it helps you to tackle a lot of things so that you don't get into a state where you become um, disillusioned or just fed up. Or anxious. Or anxious. I say, so faith for me is hope. Right, because yeah. when you have hope, then you have life. And so it's always, for me, faith is the, is the door that opens up the unknown to you. And once you recognize that there's a door that has to open to the unknown, you want to see what's there. And what's there 
intuitively, I think you recognize even from faith that on the other side of that door is good goodness. And so there's no doom and gloom. And again, as I said, it comes from within. Because everything, the issues of life comes from within. It's not necessarily the things that you have to come up against from outside, from the community, from society, from family, is what you do. All those, all of those things you have to recognize are natural, they're, they're natural occurrences, but the inner strength, the faith that you have helps you to combat them. It's almost like a, a, a shield. For me, faith is a shield. So, Faith to you is about that inner strength, the inner strength and a shield and it gives you hope. It gives you hope. And also, would you say that that inner strength will also give one self-belief, self-love, yes. self-value, self-acceptance? And much more, Roshin. And much more. And, and, and joy. And happiness can only come from within. Oh, happiness it? can only come from within. Nobody can give that to you. You have to, as a strength that comes, because happiness is not dependent on, on current, uh, occurrences, is dependent on your, how you see things. So I can decide to be happy regardless of what is happening around me. And so it's not a, it's not a, a, a two uh, point, uh, thing that you have to get or somebody says a 10 step or a three step thing no it comes from within because somebody can give you 10 steps to happiness five steps to happiness you can read all of those things and still not get it because it's something that you have to develop yourself and faith helps you to do that development is that helps you to build that development that comes from within and so happiness then is something that comes naturally it's not a 10 step it's not a three step because you know yourself Roshin how many books we have and I'm not saying and I'm I'm not debunking those books it has worked for many people and if that's what you need to build up your faith that's okay but I'm saying sometimes we've also had uh, the examples or people who have read these books and still said I, 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 I it didn't do anything for me and the reason is they have to come to that place where they understand that it's from within. And that's what I understand faith to be because that's what faith is done for me. And when you've lived it, you can preach it. So would faith, would faith mean to you maybe even living to your core values yes. and principles yes. and being sent and aligned your core values to your your thoughts, yes. your feelings, your emotions yes. and your behaviours, yes. they are all aligned to your faith. Yes. And when, would that be, is that sort of like... Oh, you said it, you, you couldn't have said it even more perfectly because, and the reason is that the faith helps you with all of those things is that, again, it's how you view yourself. Because everyone can tell you, and that's what we find, people often say to somebody, uh, you're no good, you're this, and people allow that stuff 
them to uh, to to determine to define who they are. So it's like uh, uh, who who do you define who you are in the world that you live in? Yes. And how do you perceive who you are in the world? So it's all about perception. It's all about perception. And what faith then does to help your perception is to see good about yourself. And to like yourself. And, and to like yourself. yourself. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good because you see yourself from what God says. Who is God? In your opinion? God, that's a good question, but I don't think we have all the time. <laughs> but I, I, I'll answer it in, 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 in a way that I think is sustained and easy for anyone to understand. God, to me, is love. He radiates love. God, a man or a woman? God is not gender. And I'm saying this, all of this based on the Bible. Now, people would have different views about this. But when you read the Bible, God is not doesn't dis it doesn't distinguish. No. Nobody says God is a woman or God is no, a man. No, no. And so God to you, do you have a part, your own personal relationship with God? And if that's so, then you have a personal relationship with yourself. Yes. And, 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 and the way that I, I understand that, again, has to come back to love. What is love? Love is Oh God, that's that's a good question again, Roshin. And you, I think you asked the the the, the, the uh, most important or uh, very good questions because I'm sure somebody out there is wanting to know what love is. Love is knowing that you, as a person, is good enough. You are enough. You are enough. And and so nothing tells you you're less than. And really, to love anybody else, you have to to love anyone else. You have to love yourself. You can only give what you have. have. And you you ha you can only and you ha in love and self love it's self value, self appreciation, yes. self gratitude. And when you have that, Roshin, you can give that to everybody else, because I think what's in you is what you give. If I have joy, I come into a room. It's gonna radiate around the room because I'm happy, I'm coming in, and everybody can sense that. I think joy is something that's contagious even, that people can sense it. And if it's the other way around, if it's somebody coming in a room and they're sad, they're soggy, and that's what a push around because one, word, one wrong word from somebody just sets them off. And the whole room is what? Toxic. Toxic. <laughs> so and another thing is, too, there's a difference, Esther, isn't there, between self-love, arrogance, and ego. There's a big difference. Oh, there's a big them. difference, yes. Explain that. Self-love, arrogance, you can, you, can mis you can easily misinterpret self-love for arrogance, okay? And, and that's the way, the reason people often can mix that up is that somebody can come in a room and display arrogance and, you know, being overconfident. And so 
this, they come in a room, there was already a conversation going on. They didn't know what the conversation is all about. And they just interject and disrupt everything. And they're not considering the feeling of other people. So they bring in self-worth, self-confidence. And in a way, it's good. But it's the way that you... They're living from an egotistic point of view yeah. instead of a self-confident. Because egotistic is not a person who is self-confident or have self-love. Because if you have self-love, you, you, you appreciate and value other people and respect. You consider the feelings of other people. So... Wow, so, so, and then the ego is working from a, I don't correct a me, me from a point of view. Yes, and not from us. Oh, not from us, no, no. Not as a team. No, not as a team. They always, it, it has to be, they have to be at the center of everything. It has, always has to be about them. And so if their opinion doesn't count, there's a problem. But if you're coming from a, a self-love that's that's coming from somebody who's um, not egotistic, who's not arrogant. It's a love. It's confidence. It's confidence and confident within themselves. Confidence within themselves that they can handle any situation. But very key to that confidence is the way that you treat people, because loving yourself and loving other people is key to good confidence because if it's a confidence that's about you then it's self-love in the wrong place and so if you have self-love bringing back to faith and god self-love self-value self-appreciation self-respect yeah. when they are all co aligned to your your thought pattern your spoken word your emotions and behaviors then Correct me if I'm wrong, that would be like being aligned to your face. Yes. And the good example, you made a, and I'm not trying to take it away from you or take it, but I, I think it, it, the way to make our listeners understand this even more clearer is the way that you said, I'm a library police. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I love the job because I'm able to, uh, interact with people and be empathetic you know have empathy and you know but Esther, compassion at uh, the yes. same time you you're the library police but you're the most respected library police in the library because everybody be there's people are respectful of you because you show respect to this to the students so that's my self love and self-confidence in the right place well, maybe you are pastoring our, student, our former students and the present students and the future students in IT Cardo, uh, pastoring in a different way within the academic Just world. Just loving people. Loving people. And is that what faith means to you, loving people? That's what people? faith means to me. Well, Esther, I have enjoyed immensely speaking Thank to you, you on about your role as a pastor and your faith and what faith means to you. And maybe we'll be speaking to you again in the fall going forward about your role as a pastor and about um faith yeah and i've loved talking about it to you too and to the listeners i hope somebody out there has been blessed uh they picked a thing or two that can help them even have whether, faith and hope today yeah 
So that's what I'm hoping that this this is done. Again, talking about uh, trying to uh, build uh, somebody's confidence, you know. Uh, and even even self-love and self-value because so many now with COVID and everything else that's going on in the world, there's so much anxiety oh, yes. and depression. Yes. And that doesn't come from a God. No, it doesn't come from a, a faith or a God place. It's coming from what's outside there. And you're letting what's outside there get to you and maybe it, not in the right way. But when you come from a place of... Uh, God and faith, you can pull out a barricade against everything that's trying to antagonize uh, who you are. Esther, if there is one person listening to you today, they're at home, they're listening to this either in the car or in the living room, in the kitchen, having a cup of tea or in the bed, that maybe didn't ha they've lost their faith. Just one more, one sort of message. They or they might not be feeling today, or they've lost hope. What would you say to them? Start to love yourself. I think it begins from self-love. It might be hard if you're not there. It it's but take the little bitty steps to say, find something that builds you up. And self-trust. And self-trust. And when you start with a step, it's like a baby taking a step and they begin to walk. So don't be afraid to take that baby step. It always starts with a step. And when you start to take that step, doing what you love to do, what inspires you, that's the space that you need Even to build out your for a walk. Yes. Going out for a walk going and just taking in nature. Oh, yes. Yes. Or baking, or cooking, yes. or, or art, or yes. doing something that inspires yes. you. Simply put, I think, Roisin, is faith is positive energy. Well, on that, we will leave it there, Esther. Um, Esther, so thank you so much for speaking to uh, Woman to Woman show here today. So we really appreciate it. Thank you, Roisin, for having me. Again. You're welcome. That was Pastor Esther Blaine speaking to us there. And um, I hope that you enjoyed that. I certainly got a lot out of that. You're very welcome back to the Woman to Woman show. We got a text there and it says, God is a man because he was referred to as God the Father. And um, so that was, I hope you enjoyed that. And I just want to say a quick hello to Marie Murray, who I um, met up one day when I was uh, sanitizing my hands before I went into um, Super Value up in Lockboy. So Marie Murray, if you're listening, hello there. And I also had a lovely customer experience and was treated like a VIP from Mary McAvoy. And she works in the Country in Cafe in King Street. And I just want to give a shout out to Miley's and Mary Kavner. Miley's is always texting in to us here on the studio. And I'd just like to say hello, Miley's, and um, it's great to, to hear from you every week. Do stay tuned. Um, because, um, because Anne Nolan is standing in for Samantha Rawson for Kilkenny today. So she's up next. So do stay tuned. Until next week, stay well and stay safe. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. 